0: Virtual Thank you. Assistant. I love that that gives an option to leave the meeting. It's like, this is your last <laughs> chance get out while you can. Escape. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Past the Six podcast. It's Tyler here tonight. A little congested, but I'm going I'm to try to hang in there, fellas. Um, we've got a lot to cover tonight. We've got big performance by Borussia Dortmund, a Holland late winner. Surprise, surprise there. We're going to talk a little bit more about Leverkusen and Gladbach as they currently are on two different trajectories i'd say uh picking up on a conversation stevie and i had last week also want to touch base a little bit on this whole situation in frankfurt uh it's just been abysmal starts of the year for them and last but not least we have to talk about mighty wolfsburg i mean the wolves are just dominating the league right now i want to hear y'all's thoughts on uh their chances the champions league and a lot more tonight but uh yeah before we dive in uh, how are you fellas doing (laughs) Exhausted. <laughs> What's got you? Work. I
1: know that. Uh, using my brain at seven thirty in the morning.
0: <laughs> it's good for you, bro. It's good for you.
1: Like as soon as I clock in, the phone starts ringing. Yeah, that's rough. You still, you still like oh, remote though, right? Yeah, but I'm potentially being moved to regional support soon so i'll be like in person
0: okay yeah that will definitely be a big adjustment uh because you've been yeah i mean we've all been been home for (laughs) for a a while now yeah yeah over a year yeah yeah paulie diakina y'all hanging in there Solid. hey the boys are just look like they're hanging on by a thread tonight Hey, we'll get there, man. Fall's coming. Pumpkin spice season. You know, you got State Fair, the, the gorgeous weather. Football. Hey, my boy had me watch this football last night. American football, that is. So, it's a little bit of uh, Brady's action. But, hey, look, we're here to talk about the real football, footy, foosball, whatever you want to call it. Um, fellas, let, let's open things up to talk a little bit about transfers. Transfer window is... <laughs> The, clo- the, the closing of the transfer window, I should say, is uh, rapidly approaching. And so as Steven called out a few weeks ago, hey, this is when things start to get a little crazy. Um, a few call outs, you know, the big one today, Sabitzer to Bayern. This is one that we've been following for weeks, although I don't think we've talked about it much on the show. So I do want to start there, kind of get some initial thoughts. Let's not spend a ton of time on these transfers. Um, you know, we can always talk about these players again when we talk about their respective clubs, but... Since this one is the uh, the marquee signing of the day, I figured we'd uh, spend a little bit of time just just getting thoughts. Uh, Keen, I'll start with you. Um, how are you feeling about this? Because you, you did you did have some thoughts early on. You know, when the when the I guess the leak had come out. I'd say almost a month ago. At this point, uh, weren't too enthused about it. Has that uh, that opinion changed?
2: Yeah, I mean. I I wanted him to stay at Leipzig initially, and uh, and for Bayern not to necessarily go away from moving on to some of the young talent. I, I'm a huge fan of Sabitzer, so um, I'm I'm definitely glad he is with Bayern now. And certainly, given that Leipzig was not intending to to go with him long term, uh, I think Marsh had found his guys and were beginning to to move forward, um, both with uh, with Dominic, and then you know they're also. Um, new signing that they acquired from uh, from Barcelona. But he's going to be an incredible option, I think, for Bayern, um, adding some depth to that midfield and some versatility uh, across the board and uh, some more that we can touch on later on that.
0: Now, we talked about it last week. I do want to pick up on this again. Do you, do you think at this point that Taliso and Kuzans actually are picked up somewhere or does Bayern enter this season with a plethora of options in the midfield? Um, that maybe they <laughs> hadn't necessarily attended on uh, at the start of the
2: window. Uh, rumor was that Roma was looking into Tolisso, but his wages were the only thing keeping him back. They were going to have to sell off like two players to be able to afford it. Um, but then the latest thing I had seen was that uh, Tolisso is going to stay, but the Cousins could still move, um, has some offers from Italy as well. So he would be the one to leave if anybody does leave, but um if it's me, I'm keeping Taliso. I'm okay um, if Cousons moves on, but I want to keep Taliso. Um Certainly, while he's healthy, just ride it out and hope for for one good year. And certainly with the the addition of Sabitzer, if we can be, um, if if we've managed to spend that money without having to sell somebody, I'd like to keep him.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I, I the only thing for me is the the money, right? You, you touched on it last week. Is there's 40 plus to bring in Taliso if he does stay and presumably leaves for free next season, that is a little bit of a blow, um, particularly since no one was, sh- was shipped off to bring in um, Subitzer. So you're paying, the, I think, 15, 16 to bring him in, and then you're also losing the 40 on Taliso. So I get it from that perspective, but I also think, I mean, I'm not I'm not sold. You know, I obviously don't know what the board's thinking, but I just think, hey, Taliso stays. We have some depth, so hopefully he's able to stay a little bit more healthy with maybe not being you know, having to play as much, but if he likes it in Nugglesman's system, Hey, maybe we resign him for a year or two. Um, I, I don't think that all hope is lost for him. He looked really good when he, you know, he came in, um, I think it was, was it the super cup it was one of the pictures that we talked about when he came in and he got the assist, like right away. And we said, okay, like showing some signs of life. Uh, you know, there's a lot of his fellow Frenchmen are there now. I know that they're, you know, off on the, the French national team now, but, uh, there might be some reasons for him to stay. So, Hey, look! I know we said we want to spend a lot of time on this, but I had to get my word in about uh, <laughs> Talisa. So. Uh, Steven, I know that you've you've been a big Sabitzer fan in the past. Um, you feel on like this one?
1: Yeah, it, I think it, it's a good move for for both parties. I think uh, more so for Sabitzer, more so than uh, Byron. because with I feel like Sabitzer goes with the system he's comfortable with with uh, Nagelsmann. Uh, and that kind of that kind of gives him a little bit more. He, he kind of knows what what's what's to go on uh, within that system. So him going back into a system he's comfortable with is a win for him. It's also a win for Byron because they got him on the steal. I mean, I think it was a fifteen mil or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, it was they 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 pay hardly anything for him. And and when we think about in transfer fees, at least that, that's like a chunk of change for. <laughs> after hearing some of these transfer uh numbers uh that are being thrown around this uh window but uh it was it was a good move for both sides because they like Kenan said it adds depth to the, that that midfield. My biggest question is where is he going like where is he going to play like is he going to play like more central Is he going to be playing on the wing like like where, where exactly is he going to be playing within that system? Um, because you know, you, obviously, because you have Goretzka and Kimmich there, you have Muller there. Like, where is he going to fit in with the with that midfield?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Mark. I am interested to see how he's going to be utilized. I, I think my gut said maybe back up to Goretzka. Um, and I said this time and time again, Goretzka hasn't been the healthiest guy over his career either. So you know, maybe limit his minutes a little bit. Um, but there's ability to go forward. And also, I mean, his volley, as I was watching, you know, a little compilation, as they always make, you know, welcome to, to Bayern, to Bitzer, and just uh, he had that that nasty one, I think it was last year in the Champions League, um, one of their knockout rounds, just disgusting volley. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the, the dynamic uh, abilities that he has um, outside. I, of I,
1: I also think that this, this helps out Bayern more in, in Champions League, too, because like you said, going into it, the depth was a, was a big concern going into it with Champions League and all that. Now that you have a guy like Sabitzer in there and Taliso's still potentially staying back, you still have pretty good depth uh, coming off that bench. So maybe it's not as horrible as it seemed going into it with the depth because now you have, you have I think the biggest question mark though is still on that defense as far as that goes. But midfield, midfield seems to have, like their depth in the midfield isn't ne- isn't necessarily a big concern for me now in Champions League because uh, now you you add a ca- uh, player of submission caliber coming off the bench, and that's a huge boost.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. I mean, he's got Champions League pedigree. He's played at the top level in the Bundesliga. Uh, as you said, he's played under Nagelsmann. I mean, he'll be the number one option coming off the bench, coming into Champions League, and that's something – Prior to this, uh, this signing, Byron didn't necessarily have. Sure, you, yeah, you do have Taliso, who has played in big games, as Keenan's alluded to, but I think you're just getting a step higher with, with Sabitzer. I mean, other than the right-back situation, I can't complain, and I had complaints, uh, you know, a few weeks ago about that. Uh, Paulie, do you want to round it off with you? Give, give, me, give me something. Give me something. How are you feeling about Sabitzer in Munich? Honestly,
3: this is, this is superb. This is just very on top for like Bayern and their needs for like playmakers. You already have like guys at the back who were skilled with ball, like um, Davies, and obviously you can never not mention um, Thomas Muller, and now you have Zabitzer, so you have just so many tacticians um, that can just play with the ball and just you know dress it, just feed it in, in so many different just um, curves, and just, it's just a awesome thing. I'm just happy about it.
0: It's saucy. It's, 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 there's a lot of, uh, Nagelsmann is going to be spoiled for choice. It, it, I mean, I'll tell you that, fellas. Um, rounding things off, Mark Farson from Union Berlin is on loan to Mainz. Uh, word is that they're going to be using him as a striker. Um, <laughs> Stevie, I mean, we've, you're familiar with the player. You're also familiar with Mainz and the issues that they've had. I think we'd all agree that's a good signing for them. Um, hopefully they can get some more goals. Um, the one that's that Paulie broke this morning, I woke up to this and mixed emotions. Luca Bacchio to Wolfsburg on loan. I think that's actually going to be really big for Wolfsburg. Um, and be honest with you fellas, it's not really a loss for her to we'll, we can get to that though. I mean, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, also had uh, Union sign Wolfwald from Bremen, guy I had kind of forgotten about. Um, I guess because Bremen's in Bundesliga too, but it's a great pickup. Um also Stevie's Boyo Chipka, a free transfer from Schalke. I think that's another. I mean, I just the fellas can keep me honest here. I, I praise Union and their uh their front office done a phenomenal job this window. And then we also have um jackets from um, Dynamo Zagreb to Frankfurt on loan. I mean, we'll see. We'll obviously talk about Frankfurt some more later in the show. Uh, I think they need a little bit more than that to fix. Uh, everything that's wrong there. I'm not super familiar with the player, but um I'm glad they're at least, you know, making some moves there. Did I miss anything? Any any call-outs on those fellas? Uh, any any strong opinions?
1: No, I think I think you I think we we all pretty much beat the beat it uh the union transfers like in, in our private and the group chat just like how well that they have put together that team with the limited resources that they have. And now that they, now you add in any European money that they get for, uh, depending on how far they go in this conference league, you know, that that's only going to help boost them up even more. Um, I mean, we, it, it was kind of a, kind of a joke, but kind of more of like a, I mean, if, if they had the kind of money that Herta had, like what kind of team would Union be, like, I mean, it, it would. I would. I don't think it'd be out of the realm of possibility that they would be challenging for Champions League.
0: So we so be seriously there. Hey, look, look. We could put our differences aside, man. Wait, here, here's my proposal. Let's go ahead and just have one United Berlin team. Differences aside, pull the money, man. I'm telling you, like we could have something a little special there, um, because you know, Hertha's got a little bit of the history. They've obviously got the investor dollars. With Union, you've got a hungry side. You've got a great manager. I mean, let's face it. They've got everything that, that hurt the lacks. So like all they need is hurt is money. So well, let's do it. Well, you could, we can talk off fire about that, but I, I'm all for one United Berlin. Um, well, fellas, 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 fellas. Friday was crazy. Um, as it tends to be in the Bundesliga, the Friday fixtures are always fun. We saw Bruce Dortmund late winner by Erling Holland, three, two over Hoffenheim. Let's start here. Um, the, the question that I wanted to pose to you, and, and the more that I think about this, I'm actually not sure I even want to ask this. Uh, but the question I had is, is this result truly cause for celebration for Borussia Dortmund? And I call myself feeling a little hypocritical because last week, um, you know, I asked the fellows. I said, hey, is, is Hoffenheim a legit contender for, uh, for European football this season? And, you know, I said, I think they are. I think that they are a, a dark horse on the outside of Europe. And, uh, you know, Stevie kept me honest and said, well, yeah, I want to see what they can do against Dortmund. And, Steve, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I think this performance is enough to say they they can hang in there with the big dogs. And thus kind of answers my question. Okay, maybe Dortmund does deserve to kind of pat themselves on the back for surviving this one, you know, pulling the late winner. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Steven, What you thinking, man?
1: Uh, I, I agree. I think uh and played really well with this uh with the in this game. I, I think they just got super unlucky with that uh Holland goal at the end. I mean it, I mean then again the you look at it and said, well Dor- they got Hoffenheim got lucky too because it could have been a four two win. I mean Royce missed that easy like tap in there at the end. Uh that that could have made a four two. But I mean Hoffenheim did what they what they could. I mean it, it's just Holland is just I think He's just that good. Um, you can't you can't contain him from, for too long. <laughs> uh, like he's 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 he he's going he's to find a way to to score at some some point. Like and, and like like I said um, when he first joined, it seems like every time that Dortmund wins, look look who scores, Holland. If Holland scores more than more likely than not, Dortmund's is going to win that game. If Holland doesn't score, they don't seem to win. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I liked, you know, positives for Dortmund. I, I did like that they were getting, um, you know, action from other places because Hoffenheim did a phenomenal job isolating Holland. He really didn't have a ton of chances on the day. And, you know, I love that the, uh, you know, that deflection that led to the Bellingham goal, which gorgeous first touch on that one. Um, and his ability to tuck that one away. I actually saw someone on Twitter. and said, you'd love to see a Bellingham-Musiala pairing at Bayern Munich, which you had my mouth watering. I think that that would just be, Incredible. um not not saying that we're gonna go and buy him or anything and and fellas y'all know i intentionally let that out of the conversation with with sabitzer we're, we're not gonna get into that tonight but um he's <laughs> just another young fun player to watch um and then also obviously geo reina uh, starting the day um what we're talking about young fun players though we just get one one breaking news um you know what we'll, we'll get back to that we'll get back to that <laughs> we'll get back to that um But yeah, yeah, I I liked their ability to get get goals from other places. I mean, this kind of um, is what we had talked about last week, Stevie, is when they find it difficult to break down sides. I want to see what they can do, you know, creatively to get that goal, you know, to to get that victory. And they did that. They found it very difficult to get through Hoffenheim. Sure, it took 90 plus minutes, but they got that winner. Um, So I, I, I guess I can't ask for much more.
3: Yeah, um,
1: it, it, you hate to see it for Hoffenheim. Oh, I do. Gi- yeah, just because of how well they played that game. I mean, you you had all you had to do was hold out for a little bit longer, and you could, you could have at least gotten a point from that uh, from that game. But man, if you if you're a Hoffenheim, I feel like you feel like okay, we hung in there against Dortmund. We can hang in there with anybody um, this season. So I, I yeah I think I think I think Hoffenheim Hoff can I think Hoffenheim answered my question I think they very well could be a dark horse contender for European. Is it, uh, it's, just, it? It, it's just it's just the European places are, this year going to be super competitive.
0: Oh it, it, and hear me out I, I don't mean like a I think that we need to be careful you know dark horse um, contender like using some of those words. To kind of frame it, like, I'm not saying they're automatic, they're going to knock out, say, your Unions of the World. Uh I mean, even they could be competing for, for, with Gladback at this point. Um But yeah, yeah, I think they'll be one of those, say, three, four teams that are in contention for that last spot. And maybe when I frame it like that, they're like, yeah, of course, Ty, like, anything's possible. But... um I feel like right now,
1: but legitimately, there there will be about three or four teams fighting (laughs) for that last spot.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, 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 kidding there. Uh, Kini, Pauly, hop in. What are you guys feeling about uh, about this one?
2: I'd say that Dorman can absolutely celebrate this as a win for sure. Um, I mean, this Hoffenheim Hoffenheim side is no joke, right? This is a team that although Augsburg has been awful, right? But they didn't allow Augsburg to score and they stomped him out 4-0. And then you get a 2-2 draw against Union, who just sang their praises, right? Like you took Dortmund down to, to extra time at this point and you nearly know, came away with the draw. So they're legit. They, they absolutely are contenders for one of those European spots for sure. And you know, this is a team that they took down to the wire that we had contending for the title. So, but at the end of the day, right, you can only contain Erling Holland for so long.
0: <laughs> Wally D.
3: I mean, yeah, Demir was said earlier. Um, if you're Oppenheim, you can't really hang your head down too much as you're facing just the relentless side in, in your Dortmund, which is, has the likes of Royce and Billingham and, you know, fronted by a... This, this, relentless, overpowered, scary, very scary at times, juggernaut of a, of a young being with Erling um, Rob Holland. So you have to take away your pluses and minuses, your Hoffenheim, and I wouldn't cap them out for the next picture. So it was something on both sides.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad we're, we're showing Hoffenheim some love. They had a tough, a tough go at it last year. I'm glad to see them turn things around, and it seemed like they're on the right path. Um, now, what I was alluding to earlier—if you you know—you didn't catch that—there has been some news about Hudson Odoi uh, at Chelsea. Who, um, you know, earlier today there was news that that leaked that he had agreed to terms with Borussia Dortmund. If you heard that name before, it's because he's agreed to terms with Bayern Munich probably two or three times um, in some off seasons, only for Chelsea to say, uh, "No, nah, we're not going to let the player go." We talked about this a little bit in the group chat, and you know, I don't want to get too far on a tangent on this one. Um, do you think there's any any chance of that happening? I don't. I don't want to get into what should happen, what should shouldn't happen, um, but do you actually think that they could potentially land the player um, before the end of this window?
2: No, oh, let's just move on. This is stupid,
0: <laughs> Stevie. Man, all right. We'll um, we'll see you at the next protest, brother. I, I... Steve was very outspoken <laughs> that this was stupid. Early Holland should be. In that uh uh that uh I was gonna say Bumblebee, but it's more like um I always forget that Pokemon's name, semen. What's the jersey? Yeah, Electrobus. The ElectroBuzz kits. Yeah, he should have that on right now. Yeah, it's
1: incredibly stupid, but it's not happening. It's not yeah. happening. Oh well. I-, I, mean, I just don't get why Clubs just let their players just rot on the bench and not let them go play
0: it would be i mean a loan deal you're getting him back just imagine and i mean remember fellas he scored on neuer l- year before last in that champions league had a you know he's kind of had a deputize on that front line for chelsea did what he could i mean i, I think he'd be a big time player for uh for Dortmund, but uh yeah not happening um, I do want to talk a little bit about Leverkusen and Gladbach. This is kind of a storyline that we've we've been talking on since uh, you know since our preview show. Looking at those two clubs, they tend to be you know mainstays in European football for the Bundesliga. Obviously, Gladbach does miss out last year due to just an absolute collapse. Um, but I think that we you know all were in agreement that they would have kind of a similar standing. I think that we had Leverkusen. Champions League Gladbach uh, Europa, but maybe some wiggle room there as far as that. Um, now on the weekend we did see Leverkusen just continue a great start to season four one over Augsburg. Um, meanwhile, Gladbach falls again two one to Unia Berlin. Um, you could get in, you know, we can get into the the fixtures, but at the end of the day, you know, we see one of them come away with a pretty uh, pretty handed win, and the other one to to win again um uh, what's what's going right for Leverkusen what uh what's not so going right for Gladbach
1: I I, I think the I, and you you kind of answer you kind of put this as like a question but I think it's the answer gladback just isn't healthy right now um I, I think that's that's their biggest thing like they don't have their uh best for, uh, forwards right now they don't have their attack is kind of stale right now because their players are, aren't there. Um, I mean, it, I get, yeah, you can't have, because they, they did go head to head last weekend. So you can't just say, oh, it's, you know, the teams that they've played. When Leverkusen played Gladbach, it you know, was 4 0 on that one. So it's right. not like we say, oh, just, oh well, we, we can give Gladback a pass because they played Union Berlin. Um, but, but while Leverkusen played, augsburg which hasn't shown anything of of note this season but you but with them going head-to head you can't use that argument anymore because yeah, with with Leverkusen going forward zero up on gladback it's pretty it's I think it's pretty self evident where gladback is going and where labor like, where Leverkusen is going and where gladback is falling um I I, I fully expect uh, later Houston to be in a Champions League spot at the end of the year. And um, I see Gladbeck as one of those teams who could still, I mean, they, they get everybody back, they could still turn it around, obviously, like they're not dead in the water by any means. Mm-hmm. I just think they just need to be healthy. They just need to get healthy. And they can easily be one of those teams that are competing for that final European slot. Yeah, but, but I mean, but it's but it's a far cry from what we thought they would they would be in like going <laughs> into the season. Like we thought, oh, they would be a Champions League spot, but, but now we're questioning will they even be a European contender now? Yeah,
0: yeah, and I mean, if you guys listen to that previous show, I did I did say that I said, hey, look, they're starting the season pretty banged up. I mean this this week they had to play an Elvedi Bayer center back pairing mm, that's 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 not ideal. Um, and Union Berlin, props to them, took full advantage of that, come away with the win. Uh, I guess my question for you then, Polly. Given how tight this season's gonna be, and and I apologize, you know, if I'm out if we're having the same conversation, but I I do wonder how much time do they have to turn things around before this is a this is a bigger issue? You know what I'm saying? Like like, surely they can piece something together despite the injuries just to get some results. Um. And sure we can look back at the the draw with Byron and say, Well, that's promising, but I just don't see a whole lot from them um moving forward. You you concerned with Gladback yet? I wouldn't say
3: it's like over, honestly. They're probably in for some hard times over the next month or so, but I think this is just something that they'll have to learn and grow from and then just, you know, improve at hopefully maybe end up at the sort of winter,
0: maybe. You know, it's a tough place for Addy Hooter. I mean, coming into this one, a new manager on the job. You got all those injuries. What would be your your suggestion? Um, anything that you see that they could do to
2: uh, to right the ship while they're waiting to get guys healthy? Relax. It it's going to be okay for them for right now. It's three games into the season. You faced off against Bayern. Leverkusen and Union Berlin all teams that we either had in, in Europe or, or contending for Europe in your first three games uh, I mean has anybody really had a more difficult stretch to start the season and been injury plagued as much it's a Hertha
0: perfect Belen. storm
2: not yeah, we'll to Berlin yeah Berlin's trash you say I mean you said injuries and
0: in, uh and in, in a hard stretch I, I think they've had the hardest openings of the season but
2: continue, yeah continue your thought uh, well there you go they gladback's <laughs> got one point they got it off a of byron rate right? but uh, it's three games into the season like yeah the difference between them and first place is eight points the, the difference between them and and europe is five points like give them give them a chance right it's a new coach new all kinds of injuries and you faced off against three really difficult teams and only once have you been blown out and it's against Leverkusen who that's what they're doing right now they're just putting in four goals like you looked good <laughs> against Byron and and you didn't necessarily look good in this game but you didn't get blown out and you managed to, to keep it a one goal game. So you didn't suffer too bad on goal differential. So I would just, I'd relax and tell the guys that, hey, we're good enough. Look at how we performed at the beginning of the season. You know what you guys are capable of. Lots of these guys are international level players. It's going to be all right. Now, now on that note, do you
0: believe in, uh, in Leverkusen? I think they're the real deal?
2: Yeah, I think Leverkusen's fantastic. And I mean, they went out and got themselves a, a really good manager held on to quite a bit of their pieces and the guys that they got rid of, they went out and found replacements for them in a lot of cases.
0: I like it. I like it. And, you know, coming off the international break, Gladback will have Bielefeld. So, you know, that's an opportunity, not as difficult opponent as as Keenan said, you know, they've had a tough stretch. This is a winnable one for them. Um, We'll see what they can do. Now, speaking of Bielefeld, they're feeling good. Had a 1-1 um, a draw with Frankfurt. They were the other side that I kind of wanted to to get into a little bit. Um, you know, because when we look at Gladbach, I think that we're all in consensus there that when they get fit, they will absolutely still be a problem for this league. Um, and I'm glad that we all agreed that because, you know, you see headlines and, and it starts to get to that point when, well, what's going on with Gladbach? You know, what's going on with Gladbach? I thought they were, you know, this, this, this great side, yada yada. But, um, I agree. Keenan said it best give them time. I'm answering myself here, but uh, they, can we offer the same sentiment to, to this Frankfurt side, or um, is there more to the story there? Keenan's giving me a Mets thumbs down.
2: <laughs> Frankfurt's bad, and if you're telling me that Kostic is either moving or going to refuse to show up and he's arguably your best player and best creative player and assist provider and most dangerous guy forward and backward. And you have a terrible defense that, I mean, it's physical, but they're not good. They're bad.
0: And, and news that Jonas is is forcing his way out as well. Um,
2: right. you saw like some
0: Saudi Arabian team that, (laughs) Right. I, it kind of seems like he'll just go anywhere that he can get. Uh, I, I heard some stories about him being upset about wages.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, look back to the game, I guess, what, last year against Bayern, right? Where he looks like, what, messy? Mm-hmm, <laughs> With his ability to, to penetrate through the middle and just, I mean, just terrorize people, right? So you tell me you're going to lose both of those guys off a team that just lost Andre Silva in a system that was built perfectly for him? And and can't stop people from scoring as it is. Like the fact that they didn't lose this game is a miracle for them, honestly.
0: Yeah, that it's a little bit of a nightmare scenario. And we talked about Adi Hooter being a tough place, man. Glassner's got it rough. He's got it rough. Um, And and looking at his old club, you have to wonder if he's starting to to think, "Mm, you know, what was I thinking? And I know, Keena, that you said he was probably going to be out regardless, just because of uh, disagreements he had with the board. But uh, gosh, that's uh, that's rough to move to a new club and see your your old club absolutely feasting.
1: Yeah, uh, and and the thing is, for, uh, the there's a glimmer of hope for Gladbach because they will get players back. That that's the glimmer of hope for Gladbach, Frankfurt. There is no glimmer of hope as far as getting <laughs> anybody back. Like they're not missing anybody for due to injury or any like any anybody of note due to injury. Like their best players are holding up because they don't want to be there. Like <laughs> that's a whole completely different story than glad Like what's going to happen if they don't move? Are they just going to sit the whole entire season? Are they going to eventually play? Like what is what are they actually going to do? Like because I mean the window closes tomorrow, right?
0: Right, it's it's not pretty. I think Costage is doing everything that he can to leave. It, it looks like Jonas might be stuck there, but that, to your point, then you wonder is he going to play? Because uh, Glassner even came out and said, "Hey, they cl- they don't want to be here." Like they have made it clear they don't want to be here. And, and when the managers coming out and saying that, you know, about players, that sets up a, a terrible, terrible precedent. If <laughs> they're forced to stay, um, you know, then you kind of get back to shades of, of Kovach. I mean, it's having to a ton of teams, but you know, notably at Bayern when, you know, players essentially turned on the manager. Um, that's a nightmare. But, I mean,
1: I guess I do get the draw. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was like, it was the weirdest game because it was like the minute the second, the second half started, it was a completely different Bielefeld side, that, that whole second half. It was just like, where was this the first half? But had they been playing that the first the second half had they did the first, if they would played the first half the second they probably would have won that game yeah i agree I, that. A, another game they should have probably won
0: but that's that's their story though right i mean that's it's the same it. thing last year
1: <laughs> i mean it's it's interesting because they drew against frankfurt last season in their first game kind of the, kind of a similar fashion where Bielefeld scored the first goal and then Frankfurt scored on a late uh Silva goal to draw it. It was kind of flip flop on this one, but that was because that was before we knew Frankfurt was going to be what Frankfurt was. So, but I mean, I I, I got it. I still got to give props to Bill's for continuing to push on and play the oh, way they did. Give me a break. No, I mean <laughs> you, you can say Frankfurt's bad, but at the end of the day, you still got to play. Like you, you you still get you you, you go into the international break with three points. Like yeah you got points going into like right like right you, you, you didn't win any games but you didn't lose any games either you got points right right no that that's a good point that's a good point i give you that
0: I'll give you that uh and, you know in a similar situation um at, at hertha berlin obviously they fall um <laughs> 5 nil to, to bayern munich on the day a uh, similar situation they shipped off a lot of their guys we saw Luke gibakio to to wolfsburg because he you know, I, I pretty much made it clear, especially by his, his form, that he didn't want to be at Hertha. Cunha, finally, uh, they finished up that deal to Athletic. So much situation. Uh, he's had a lot of issues with his, you know, attitude. And I hate throwing that around. But a player like that, you know, it was very clear he wasn't given 100% to Hertha Berlin. I think they're kind of clearing house for these, these players that uh, they believe don't want to be there. You know, of course, my question mark for, for Herta and kind of similar situation for Frankfurt is, hey, if you do this now, you ain't got time to get anybody, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you go shop in January. Well, how much damage is going to be done by, by the time you get to January? Um, so I kind of put both of those clubs in the same place where, OK, the guys that you do have are going to have to perform at a significantly higher level. Otherwise, you are toast. Um, and that that's coming from an honest Herta fan. I'm scared
1: and Darda might not be there.
0: No, he's not going to be there. No. <laughs> according
1: according to, according to reports it's like he's, Yeah, he's
0: not going to be he, there. He doesn't he doesn't want to be there. that's the report
1: is him telling them that he's going back
2: to the youth team. He does he doesn't want to be there. Uh
0: right. he'll be the he'll be the first manager to get an axe or a you know, I don't know if you call it an axe if he just says he wants to leave, but <laughs>
2: He, he had no intention of being there long-term. He doesn't want to be a Bundesliga coach. He wants to go back. He coached the youth team. He stepped He's, in.
1: He explicitly said that, too. Yes, <laughs> like, I, that's I, what I'm I, saying. I that's wanna... the report. The report is that he
2: said he wants... Re... He talked about himself in the third person in the report. Like, yeah. Yes. That's like, a mess.
1: It, it, is, that, is that more of like a, a definition of a club in disarray? Like, right. your, your right. players no, don't want to be it's there? just...
0: It, it's a guy being, real. I mean, they are. I mean, I mean, hey, look, they are. They are like, I, I don't want to turn this into a, a drag hard to train, but they, yeah, they are in disarray. I mean, that, that's that's uh, back to the point, you know, they have they got that look what last, or I guess it has been a while now, it was almost two years now. They get that big investment from uh Vinhorst, uh, forgot what he does, but he, you know, he's he think it was 200 mil to start with, uh, a couple installments. You know, I mean you get you do have some decent moves. You do bring in Kunya, you bring in Piatik and Piatek will get healthy. Just just wait. You know, I think that coming back from international break, they will look different with him because it's the guy that has shown that he wants to be there and is is able to score. Um but otherwise you you haven't done much to note. I mean, guys that you brought in, you're shipping off already. It's just not it's not good.
1: Yeah, uh, but, it's, oh, but go quite It's just I, the good news, yeah, the good news is they, they're they're coming off of their um, rough stretch, so that they, they do play Spokane first and then back to back games, which those should be winnable games. Um, so if they get points from those, then then I, I think they'll I think they'll be okay. But it's just if you if you if you drop those if you drop those games. I don't I don't know where they're getting, get points from because they're because yeah. the schedule is not is because then they go to Leipzig and then Freiburg after those two games. And, right. and you and if you go that long without a win I, I've seen this I've seen this story before.
0: Yeah, and I mean again it, it just it's insult to injury because yeah, is it a cold game? That's the one that you've gotta be in, but otherwise Wolfsburg, they actually played really well in that game. Uh, lost 2-1. And I'm not just saying that because the scoreline, because basically every Wolfsburg game is going to be close. But they actually had signs of life in that fixture. Um, and then Bayern Munich, I mean, there was just nothing they could do in that one. So I do want to see them, much like with Gladbach, I do want to see them against teams that they can actually compete with at this stage. Um, and as you said, Steven, they've absolutely got to win those. Otherwise, it's going to be it's going to be ugly. Um, well, before- they led
2: in those first two games.
0: Yeah, I mean they they came out stronger against Colin. Um And again, I'm I'm as I said last week, and I'll, I'll say it again this week. I'm willing to kind of give them a pass because Coln has shown to be very strong, resilient side. They fought back, you know, and won that game. I
2: they were I can't at hate home it. with their own fans for the first time, right? I mean, and that
0: place was rocking. Yeah. Um. So look, yeah, I, I can't hate the results, but when I see what's going on with the board, and I think,
2: <laughs> like, you know what I'm
0: saying, it just it it's yeah, not good
2: it, looking f- into the future. It, it doesn't, it doesn't speak to good things to come necessarily. No, no, no it's not like, Oh, certainly God, not no. in an environment conducive to good things.
0: It, I mean, Biffadale did look good when he came in. Um, but someone brought the point on Twitter. He's had issues with his, I mean, he's had issues at Hoffenheim um, with his attitude, you know, and, and not always showing up. And I think that, that was one of the reasons why they were willing to shift, ship him off. Cause it's like, Hey, we're doing, uh, you know, just fine. So, <laughs> You know, you're bringing in a guy like that. Uh, it's a like for like that. Maybe you don't necessarily want when you're trying to, you know, breed a better environment. And I do want to talk about Bayern Munich, who's on the other side of that one. Um, but before we do that, I do you want to touch on Christian strife. We we gave him praise last week, saying you know he's one of the more underrated managers. I mean, a mainstay manager, not just in the Bundesliga but in all of Europe. Masterclass, masterclass. You know, dismantle Stuttgart. I know Stuttgart has issues right now, um, you know, not having a <laughs> a striker fit, and that's going to be a question mark for them. But I I have to give some, just take a moment to give some props to Christian Strath and what he's able to do for this side. They they look dynamic. I mean, aside with, let's be honest, a lot of us couldn't sit here and name a ton of their players like being as 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 top guys in the league, uh, but they. They get it done.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's that old out... Uh, that's what we keep on saying with with stretch. It's just like his players know what to do. They go out and do it. It's, it's not going to be sexy, but they, they, they play basic football and it works.
0: And, and I and I don't... I, I feel like maybe I was a little disrespectful. I mean, Vincent Grifo, we gave him props. You know, he he's been... A workhorse in a Bundesliga, but
1: even still, you know, no, he's, nobody nobody on that roster like, like jumps out like, to me. he's, like, 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 he's, he's, he's been a journeyman, like yeah, exactly. He's been, at, he's been at how many different clubs? I mean, you, you do have Pedersen, who is pretty much who is pretty much a uh, mainstay at uh, Freiburg at this point. But even then, <laughs> yeah, he didn't even get in. has um,
0: Sol- looked really good. Um, my boy Young, who <laughs> oh man, I I think that he's gonna be he's gonna be big time there.
2: Just yet another Byron former Byron player that left and, and is showing off elsewhere.
0: I want to just, ask you about Stiller, too. I mean, he has turned into well, he was already a monster at Byron, I, I could have told him that. Um, but a monster at Hoffenheim as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, you touched on Freiburg's lineup. I, I think you look at it and you really think that they got four guys that are sort of the the big name guys there, right? You got Zhang who scores two incredible goals right off the bat. You got Vincent Grifo, who's, who is their man, right? He's their, their talisman. Uh, but then you got Gunter and Schlatterbeck on that back line, who uh, Schlatterbeck getting his first call up there to the national team, well-deserved, just looking incredible uh, being an athletic center back. And then Gunter, who had his call up there for Euros, um, I mean, it, just just being able to put in incredible balls and just being a you know an incredible free kick taker along with Vincent Grifo. So you really have four dynamic players and then got a, a bunch of other guys who really know their roles at that point. So you know, I think he actually has probably more to work with now that he's got Z and Grifo up there two dynamic creative players who look just dangerous <laughs> at all times.
0: yeah, it's, it's a fun side. I mean i've I've been a fan for uh, for some years now. I, I just really like. Their attitude coming into the games, they they tend to pull off games like this. A great start to the year for them. I have them in that bucket with Hoffenheim being, you know, a dark horse for Europe. I'm getting one of those last European spots. I mean, heck, they're sitting at fourth right now. Uh-huh. Tied for points with Bayern Munich. That's that's not, not not a bad place to be a few weeks into the season.
2: I don't um, think it's ever bad to be tied with Bayern at any point <laughs> in the season.
0: Uh yeah, and, and elsewhere you know we did have Mites over Firth, you know not a lot to say there. Um, Stephen, we kind of we called this last week, I think. You know we said, hey, their two sides are struggling, but Firth is just that much
1: worse. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, and and um, Mites was really unlucky against their game, but this is this, this is what I this is what I expected uh, Mines to do against Bochum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they didn't have to. Oh, hopefully hopefully with their with that, uh loan that loan signing hopefully th- they can kind of get a more a consistent attack because it if it, it once once uh mines gets going it's it, it's a fun side to watch well, hold on hold on it is first it is first it is first
0: <laughs> At, you know I, I was looking back you know previously in the Bundesliga. uh i, I believe this was on, the only other time that they were in top flight was 2012 2013. They had four wins that season and were sent right back down. And to my knowledge, I didn't do a bunch of digging, but just from following the league, I don't think they have been back since. Nope. Um so yeah, they uh maybe they just need to stay in lower division.
1: It, it, it's Yeah, them and Bockham are, are two two teams that have always been like a mainstay in those lower lo- those like <laughs> lower divisions. It's like you had your main state in the Bundesliga, but then you had those couple teams that kind of bounce back and forth between like promotion and relegation. First is first of book and are one two of those clubs that are just like perpetually always in the uh second division, like not good enough to, to really push for the uh for promotion, but just like average enough to so where they can compete in uh, Bundesliga too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean that, and it's sad to say that's what Hamburg is quickly becoming. Um not good enough to get back up, but you know, you're gonna be top top four uh in that in Buddhist Liga two. Uh you know, it, it is kind of sad, but they just don't have you know, it, and I wanted to give them props to say, hey, they they earned their spot, you know, make it into flight, but they are just they're in over their head. It, it, um, it, it, I I get I get that, you know,
1: there there is that union uh kind of I guess blueprint of coming in for your very first time people not expecting you you can surprise a couple teams but that union team's was a lot it was a lot different because they had a lot of different like Bundesliga of veterans on that team that's been in the that been in the uh top fight before that knows how to win in that win in this kind of division so that that i think like you can't really compare any team coming no, up from no. from from uh like that second division up into the the first division. I mean, Leipzig is kind of this kind of that where like they came up through the second division, uh, for the first division and just haven't really looked back since. But well, that's money. <laughs> but that, that that yeah again that's money. And how many players did they bring in to to build that team up? um But like I mean, Firth and Bochum. I mean, even like Bielefeld and stuff like that. Like. These teams are teams that have always been kind of in that uh, second division, even third division. Um, for uh, I think first was in the third division not too long ago, if, if I remember correctly. Um, but it, but that it, it, I think it just shows uh, that that just shows the qu- the quality of German football. I think the fact that you can have two divisions that are like that are that competitive, where teams are always going to be fighting back and forth. And it's like, it's not a shame to be in in Bundesliga too. Like, I mean, it sucks if you're you're Schalke because Schalke is like a second, third biggest club in in Germany. But when you're a Firth or Bochum or whatever, that's not a bad place to be. Uh,
0: Yeah. And to your point too, I think that it also speaks very highly of your, you know, your clubs like Augsburg. Um, You know, we talked about Mainz, you know, after club, you know, Getting them up and like everything in that DNA and like their ability to stay in the top flight. You gotta give a lot of credit to those teams because you think those would be the teams that would fall to then make way for you know other Bundesliga two teams. And those teams, you know, for the most part, even your columns, they do drop, but they get right back up. So um I agree, you know, these clubs do find a way to continue to win. And we do see a, a kind of a mirror image in um in Bundesliga two. Uh, you know, now kind of circling back. To the two big dogs, we're to to end this this segment talking about those two teams. Uh, we will talk about Bayern Munich, and then we can close things out talking about Wolfsburg, who's just you know they deserve to be the showstopper tonight. I think we can all agree they they've been off to a, a phenomenal start to the year. Um, Paulie D, you feel a little bit better about the uh, the Bayern performances of late. I, I think this one gave your seal of approval uh, their big victory on the weekend.
3: Mattering we witnessed um eased a lot of hearts and minds, including mine. So yeah, I was very I was very happy nice to watch to watch that whole thing.
0: You know, we got we got a more um Bayern esque formation and lineup. I think that Nogglesman kind of I mean, yeah. I don't I don't quite get it, Keenan. You know, he messed around a little bit and I just felt like he came at this one and said, All right, you know what? And there was rumors, there was rumors that, you know, he had had a conversation with Flick talking about some of the uh, the, the German call ups, you know, and some people had said, you know, maybe Flick put a little bug in his ear. Like, Hey man, try don't try to do too much. <laughs> don't try to do too much. Like just, I, I mean, I don't know. He, there was his fingerprints, as I said last week, but it was very much more like, okay, you know, this is traditional Bayern Munich and it worked. Um, and we also got to see Leroy Sané come in uh, off the bench to play on the left and remember I said hey I don't ever want to see him at that right wing back again was glad to see him in his preferred position he got that big assist uh, but yeah now, tell, tell me about it what uh, what changed for Nagelsmann to come out and, and give us this, uh, this masterclass
2: well let's preface this by reminding everyone that this is Herta and they're not very good but you got guys who were either in form or rested against a team that wasn't very good, right? Byron has their, their cup match. Now, this is, what, five games in 15 days for Byron at this point? And so the, the fact that yeah, they but,
0: were But kino but, bikini, kino bikini, bikini, bikini. I understand form, but what I'm looking at, what I'm looking at is we had a left-back Davis. We had Stanisic. We had Zula, Upamakano. Um, we also got in. Um, the same guy got off the bench. I mean, and the the traditional Bayern midfield with Muller, Goretzka, Kimmich. I, th- does that have anything to do with it, or is it just a hey, you know guys are in form now?
2: Well, they've had some games to to get better. I think that you saw a five nothing trouncing of Hertha that was kind of routine. Bayern would have trounced to anybody at, at this point. It might not have been 5-0, but they would have dominated anybody, right? You got guys who were rested, guys who are in form and playing in positions that are set up for them to be successful. It was a recipe for a big W, and that's what you got.
0: All right, so Keanu doesn't want to, add, want to answer the, uh, the title. And I'm, I'm going to bring that up, you know, obviously throughout the season. And when, when Nagelsmann does make changes and they work, I will be the first to give him praise. Uh, but I think that if he could keep things just just simple and sweet, obviously we haven't seen, you know, Champions League knockout rounds. You know, the the types of places when he uh, is more, um, <laughs> what's the word, more uh, adventurous? Like, yeah, adventurous to do the type of Pep thing on the on the biggest stage. But hey, man, let's just keep it. Let's keep it simple.
2: Well, I mean, from the last game, right? The the call game. You know, he put his fingerprints on the first half. And I think he looked at it and went, yeah, this works defensively, but it's not conducive to this, this team offensively. And it's certainly not conducive to Sané being a right wing back. right?" And I think he said, I got my guys rested and other ones in form. This is a perfect opportunity for them to, to go out, be happy, and, and for me to just let Byron be Byron and not really mess with things. And that's what he did.
0: No, that's a really good point. Um, And that is something that I have really appreciated about Nagelsmann over the years is his ability to untinker himself. Um, And obviously he has a little bit of a cheat code this year when he can, you know, he can deploy a funky lineup. And then if it's not working, he can say, all right, we're just going to do what Byron does. And if it does work, you know, you'll see something (laughs) crazy from Byron. I mean, I am looking forward to that, to be honest with you. Um, And
2: that's that's the difference between this team and and that Leipzig team is that there's... There's this This Byron team has sort of the, the get out of jail free card, right? Of the offense that even if it's only for a half, they're lethal enough to be able to put three, four, five up in a half.
3: Right. Right.
2: If they do or they need to, right? And these guys have seen it done and know how to do it and expect the result to happen. And so, where you know, previous seasons at at Leipzig and even at Hoffenheim, but specifically really last season at Leipzig, right? If he tinkered around, he might have to fight and claw his way to a draw.
3: Right, yeah.
2: Whereas this team will not accept that from a player's perspective, but then also from a, a board perspective and certainly the fans as well. But at no point is screwing around and getting a draw acceptable like these guys are just gonna eventually the players are just gonna say screw it we're gonna do it ourselves (laughs) on the field and we're gonna take over and do our thing
0: yeah well said I mean I think probably the Timo Werner year is probably his his closest to what he has here Um, when he did have a weapon like that who say all right Timo my bad like Go do your thing um but again he, he had some incredible performances where he did tinker and was able to have you know, some crazy lineups that did some some ridiculous things so definitely promising um switching gears to wolfsburg gotta be honest fellas there there's been some criticism on this show about the wolves i kind of you know took things a little personally week after week when i come on the show and i say hey they're they're the real deal but i heard Oh, but Van Bommel, like, I don't know. He's not proven, but how they don't score enough goals. Like, I, I just, I don't know. And now, fellas, it just kind of, I, I get that sense. Everybody's driving a Volkswagen right now. Like, everybody's out there in the Jettas. Everybody, I mean, I saw Stevie pull up in the OG Beetle. What am that I going to do? happen. What am I going to do? All right, Audi. That, that, I mean, it's, it's it's a Volkswagen anyway. I give you the Audi. <laughs> but... <laughs> But honestly, fellas, are are we now? Can we start to say okay? Until until further notice, Wolfsburg are for real.
2: We willing to say that. Can we preface this by saying that the hate the you're calling out for Wolfsburg still had them as what fifth in the table.
0: Wait, wait, wait! What what are you talking about? <laughs>
2: You're over six. here accusing us of, of not being on the Wolfsburg bandwagon. And, and at worst, we had them as like a fifth Are Oh, you're talking league.
0: about a preview? Yeah, I mean, like- we don't, we can't get in all of that. I'm, I'm, I mean, I can, I can dig it back up. I'm fairly certain a number you didn't even have them in Europe. But I don't, you know, I don't drag out dirty laundry or anything. Me? No, I didn't have Frank. I said a number. Europe. I
2: didn't say any names. I didn't say any names. Oh, no. I had Wolfsburg as fifth in my voting for our.
0: Okay, I think I have Perfect. a second.
2: No, you had the, I, they came out <laughs> as fourth, is, is what I'm saying, right? And we were arguing hey, look, between hey, them look. And, and Gladbeck as is uh, that man. fourth fifth spot. I get it. I, I but I'm just asking you a simple question. Yeah. They legit. I am still not sold yet overall, right? Okay. I mean, this we had this conversation last year until they faced Bayern, right? And, and or the same conversation we had with about Leverkusen, right? Nothing counts Anybody else? oh until that's you face Bayern. But I mean, man, I, they can go out. They can go
0: out and lose to Bayern and still be a legit team. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, they can I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect this side to beat Bayern. I wouldn't expect them to be No, Byron.
2: and I can't. And I think, I think picking up Bacchio is going to be helpful for them because when he's on and happy, which he obviously has not been at Hertha for quite some time, he's dangerous. They didn't he really lose score anybody. Byron. Well, yeah, he scored tons of goals against Bayern. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, losing Schlager to that ACL injury is going to hurt because he's been fantastic for them. But, I mean, it's pretty simple when you don't have to change any of your players at all and you just run the exact same lineup. So wait until they have to do something, right? They they did screw around and got themselves kicked out of Pokal, so there's one less <laughs> thing to worry about there. But, you know, when they got to go to this, this Champions League, We'll see what happens when they have to start rotating some guys. It's three games into the season.
0: And the, the way I heard it, three games in the season, Vim almost gonna have his bags packed on his way out because of how terrible he was gonna be. No, like. we didn't say all that. <laughs> no. But no, no, Steve. He said he's
2: he's proven to be unsuccessful, like he was at PSV. No,
0: he, he's extremely successful right now. Uh, Steven.
2: <laughs> wow. I, I don't three li- games.
0: I don't like to talk about Champions League, you know, a whole on the show, especially group stages, because it was, you know, talking about Europe, is, it should be a whole show on its own. We've talked about this off air. Do you like their chances um, in their groups in Champions League? I mean, do you think they have a, a legit shot to get second, first in that group?
1: I, I, said, I said on Twitter that they'll win the group. And I got absolutely blasted for it, but I don't. I don't care. I'm sticking with it. Um, they have one of, if not the best defense in Europe. Um, so that's going to help them out tremendously in, in the group stages because I don't see any of those teams really being able to pressure Wolfsburg the way that a Bayern or Labor Lever- or even Leverkusen or Leipzig or Dortmund can pressure uh, Wolfsburg. Um, and Wolfsburg has. Weghorst, who, like it's you, you put a ball on his head and then it's almost automatic. Now you add in Lukaku uh, as well; that that adds another dynamic to so that Wolfsburg attack. That's gonna that's gonna be huge for them too. I think I think that's gonna I think they're gonna be a I think they're gonna be a really good team in Europe. They'll they'll definitely win their group. I I, I will stand behind that. Um, but and then picking again,
2: up Walshmidt is another attacking a yeah.
1: threat too yeah my old freiberg boy yeah so I, I i don't i i think because with the with the way that wolfsburg defense and attack is going to be i don't think i don't think the teams that are in their group are going to bother them too much
0: i can you remind I, our listeners susan and remind me uh who all's in the group sevilla
1: um who's
2: always
1: tough who's, who, who is who is who is always tough but I mean, we said the same thing with them. In, uh, Did they
2: end up with uh, the Salzburg? I
0: think so. Yeah, Salzburg yeah. and um, I think it was a French team. Uh, it's a French
2: team. Uh, that- Liel. Liel, yeah. I think who that's right. Came off of, who won the French league last yeah. season. Yeah. yeah.
0: But are French- currently
2: sitting like 17th or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they haven't had a great start to this year.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't, I, again, I don't, I think Sevilla might be their only really big test, um, but I, I, I see no, I see no, no reason why they. I mean, can't Salzburg's win that
2: group. had no chip trouble switching out managers and being successful there, so uh, I think to write them off right away would be premature. So I mean, it's gonna be, a, I think it's gonna be a good group. I think Wolfsburg could win that group, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. But they get out. I honestly, I could see them finish anywhere from first to third. I I just don't trust. I I don't know what they're going to do, right? We've never, they've, uh, they don't rotate their squad. So are are they going to pull a Hoffenheim and commit to being successful in Europe in the group stages? Or are they going to focus more on this great start that they've got in the league and, and try to run with that? So I just don't know. And I haven't seen them, but they went out and they got two guys that can help them moving forward um, in attack and can rotate some options there for sure. Right. You can put a Walshman or, or a Luca Bacchio in and rest a guy for champions league, like a waghorse. horse, you know, Schlager being out is really going to hurt them there. Can that defense play consistently day in and day out during the group stages? I mean, that that's going to be their question is, where do they put their priorities? And, you know, I don't even, I haven't looked ahead to their schedule to see, you know, what kind of games they have in and out between Champions League that's going to impact that, right? If the, I don't know if they have a soft schedule at that point to where they could put in a lower ranked team. I just don't, I haven't seen Van he'd be successful. And we've seen Wolfsburg struggle when they had to, to rotate that squad.
0: points good points Hey, eh? bring it bring it on bring it on stevie i'm on board i i can't say they're gonna win the group but i i see them getting out uh to your point the defense you've got workhorses like brooks who is you know a veteran at this point i feel like he's been a veteran for years um uh, yeah and Lacroix, who i think is gonna be he's gonna be sold for a lot of money in a year or two <laughs> It wasn't, uh, Dorman was looking Dorman's at already trying yeah, to get a hold yeah, of him. Yeah, already trying to get a hold of him. Um, the likes of Baku. I mean, Pauly D, this side is brimming with talent. Uh, to Keenan's point, if, if they do find a way to rotate, I don't, I, I don't see there being any issues. This team is stacked. And, and what <laughs> ended up happening with, um, oh man. The... I'm totally drawing a blank. That was that you guys had said was gonna leave and I wasn't so sure about that. oh Brecla.
1: I think he's still there.
0: Yeah, well yeah, I know he's there, but uh as the window is, is rapid closing. Yeah. Yeah. Um because I mean that's another guy who we know what he's capable of. Um uh, yeah, it looks like Lazio still. Well, this was, this was a while back, so I haven't heard anything else. We'll keep an eye on that one. I mean, the window's the win about to close, but that would be huge if they were able to hold on to him. Um, as Kenneth said, bringing in Luke Abacchio uh, is only going to make. I mean, that's that's going to be that's gonna be huge. And I think that that is part of thinking ahead that, hey, we've got some more fixtures we need to bring in, um, some players that we can rotate in. Uh, and I think that's great for Luke Abacchio where he's not going to be relied on every week to show out, but we know what he's capable of i like I really like this, side. I like this side well, good stuff fellas we uh, we don't have previews this week because it's international break so I figured to close things out for the show this week talk maybe just you know a couple minutes nothing nothing crazy just talk about uh, flicks call-ups you know maybe expectations for um, these matches Do you guys like like what you've seen from flicks so far I mean obviously we haven't seen Games, and I think that's going to be the big talking point is how Germany performs, um, especially if he's able to turn them around quickly. That's going to be massive. Um, but so well, like, what is they, he's they done... are
2: sitting third in their group for World Cup qualifying with teams like North Macedonia and Liechtenstein? Oh, I mean, I they've been trashed. I
0: mean, and they world it rankings show that. um, <laughs> But is that to say that it'll be very easy for him to turn it around? Then? No,
2: I'm just saying that, like, for context, that's where they're at. They're in third. Oh, yeah. So they're they're in need of wins. They need yeah. to come out of this with nine points.
0: Yeah. Um. like what you're seeing now? I mean.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I love the team that he took there. I think I wouldn't be surprised if in one of these games, <laughs> especially the first game, if you see him go with a – basically an all-Bayern lineup, right? You know, if, if you see him put out a bunch of dudes, I mean, and, and really just say, we're going to start this off with a big win and, you know, we're going to put the heavy hitter, hitters out there. Uh, I, I think I jotted down, um, you know, Havertz, Muller, Royce, Gnabry, Goreska, Kimich, you know, Zula Baku, Neuer type lineup, right? And just say, screw it. I am interested to see uh, David Raum Uh, Gets the call up for Hoffenheim, who's been there starting left back. So it'll be interesting to see who starts there, you know, goes and does better as a wing back. So I'm interested to see who he plays in left back and and what his center back pairings are. Um, Nothing else really. um, I expect to be too too wild. I think he'll be excited to get a hold of Timo Werner and uh, and Kai Havertz and play with those toys.
0: Yeah, and, as, and some question mark call-ups. You know, I was glad to see Royce get back in the fall. As you remember Royce did sit out this summer to focus on his health, which I think was a great call for him. Uh, and he probably also yeah,
3: –
0: I don't know. I don't want to read into it too much. But um, I'm sure he's not um, – he's excited, at, I would say. He's excited at the opportunity to play under handy Flick, maybe uh, more so than the, the previous manager. So – I'm sure that played into it a little bit. Also was glad to see Luru Rosani. I, I didn't have much doubt that he about his call up, a lot of people had broken news that Flick wasn't gonna call him up and all this stuff. Uh which I just hate all this negative drama around the player, but um I'm glad to see him still in the fold. New introductions like Slaughterback, which I think very, very deserved it as Keenan called out. Um
2: Birds. I'm interested to see him. Yeah, Bird's expect- as well. I expect that he's going to get some time because I don't think Thomas Muller is going to play too much. Um, hopefully not. Um, hopefully he's not needed to play too much, but get him in there. Cause some of these guys, right. Ariame, Verts, uh, Schlatterbeck, Raum, right. It, it's their first call ups. And so it'd be nice for them to, to get in there and get some action, but a fairly young team. Cause there's, I think there's more, this there's either more or the same number of guys that are under 20, then there are guys that are over thirty of outfield players, right? You have the, with the goalkeepers that gets over as it, as it think.
0: should be, as it should be. <laughs> uh, it's man, a really
2: it, nice balance of guys that are you know, somewhere. Most of them are somewhere between like twenty one and, and twenty nine. So, a, a lot, uh, a lot more balanced team, in my opinion.
0: Where's your boy Drags?
2: Exactly nice. where he should be. Exactly where he should be. Yes.
0: All right, fellas. We'll we'll keep an eye on that. I am looking forward to it. I I firmly believe we're gonna see a resurgence, a a, a revival of German football. And you heard it here first on Pass the Sticks when Germany's suddenly a favorite again. You heard it from us. Um as always you can find us at Past Six Twenty on Twitter. Come say hello. I think we've been a little off our Twitter game to start the season, but We'll pick things up. Um, shouts to Keenan. I think he got he got a little bit of a little bit of heat out there going um, this season, so we'll continue that that trend. Look forward to uh, maybe some, some new blog posts coming up, uh, get back into some of our written content as the season progresses. So looking forward to getting that out to you guys as well. As always, you can find us Wednesday, Thursday. Try to get the show about Thursday so you can get uh, all of your info before the new week of football. Um, and... We'll catch you next week. Peace.